Welcome to The Frontline, a podcast for Christian men who are fighting for their marriages, fighting for their children, and pursuing the plans and purposes of God in the everyday, mundane, in and outs of life. Day by day, the battle's raging, lies of the evil one messing with our minds, opposition on every side. But this day we fight, this day we believe, this day we overcome. Despite the war around us, we line up, our shoulders broad, our confidence in God. Today, we stand on the front line. This is the front line. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Welcome, gentlemen, back to another episode of the Frontline Podcast for Christian Men. This is Matt Knoll, and I am excited that you join me again today. And it's funny, this is episode 33, I believe. And every time I start a podcast, I still don't know exactly how to do my intro. And every time I just go to kind of the go-to kind of the basic same old same old welcome gentlemen to the frontline podcast another episode of the frontline podcast i gotta come up with something better because obviously you know this is the frontline podcast and i am welcoming you and i guess that's not a bad thing but i don't know maybe i can just say well hi gentlemen welcome i'm glad you've joined me i don't know i don't know how to start it so i always just say welcome i guess that's not a bad thing maybe i'll keep it there doesn't matter I am glad that you joined me and I appreciate you I appreciate you the listener Um, I'm encouraged to see more and more listeners tuning in and uh, I'm not too thrilled or in need of people knowing who Matt Knoll is but uh, I do want people to know obviously who Jesus is and uh, I really mean that I want I want men who tune into this just to understand how great Jesus is and um that everything we need to be a godly man is found in Christ. Amen. And uh, I just want you to be encouraged in your faith. I know it's hard, man. I know it's hard. Man, the warfare, the battle, it, it's hard. Every day just seems to be hard. But uh, And we have seasons where it's not so hard, but then we get back in there. You know, the more you press into God, gentlemen, you got a target. You got a target on your back. Satan just wants to take you out. But greater is he within you. Amen. God is greater within you. So just stay strong and keep keep running that race like we just read in Hebrews 12. That race that God has set before you. Amen. Um, on my last episode was a motivational minute. I like to do those motivational minute podcasts. Uh, it's just a minute or, minute or two where I just try to encourage the listener uh, with, just, with just a brief, a few sentences of, of encouragement and maybe some scriptures. And uh, my last one was, uh, was called Pray for Your Brothers in Christ. And I really meant that. And this week I've been intentionally praying for my brothers in Christ. Um, I have an actual blood brother. I've been praying for him this week. And I've been praying for my, my buddies, my buddies who are also my brothers in Christ. They're also uh, fighting the good fight of faith and pressing in to love their wives like Jesus and to raise their kids for Jesus. And, and I know 
if it's hard for me, it's got to be hard for my buddies as well. And so I've been intentionally praying for for my brothers uh, this week because we all need it. Amen. And uh, I was so encouraged uh, earlier last week. Um, I got a, a random message out of nowhere uh, from a, a friend of mine, a, a fellow pastor friend of mine. Uh, he's a great man of God, and I have a, a lot of uh, respect and and uh, just I just respect the man a lot. And he's been through a lot, and yet his faith just remains strong in the Lord. And out of nowhere, he messaged me, and he simply said, "Hey, buddy, I'm just sitting here thinking about you and praying for you. How are you doing?" Uh, hope you're doing well the last couple of weeks. And when I read that simple text message, just knowing that he was sitting there praying for me, it just gave, gave me such strength and motivation and just really encouraged my heart to know that, that people are praying for me. And this is just one. And then I was in conversation with another buddy this week, how I asked him if there's anything I could be praying for him for. And he told me and I told him I'd be praying for him about those things. And then he responded that he's going to be praying for me as well. And that's just such a blessing to know that we have brothers in Christ um, all around us that are praying for us and that we can be praying for them because we need each other. Um, I was also encouraged uh, a couple weeks ago, I got an email from a listener um, all the way from Europe, Moldova, Europe, I believe I pronounced that correctly. And uh, my my brother in Christ, uh, I know he's my brother in Christ just simply because he's a follower of Jesus. And he reached out to me just telling me that he's enjoying the podcast. And I just want to say to that listener, if he's listening today, I just really appreciate hearing from you. And uh, he let me know um, that uh, he's he's married and he's got uh, three boys, he and his wife. And he said there was one sentence in his email. Um, he said, I'm a father of three boys and I want to do it right and build my home on a solid rock. And when I read that, I was so encouraged that here's another brother um, of mine that I can be praying for all, all the way across the other side of the world in Europe and he's reaching out to encourage me and to tell me his desire is to raise his family in the ways of God to build his home on the solid rock is what he said and I understand that that's my desire as well and I know it's hard and so I've been praying for you brother I've been praying for for him this last week that God would bless his marriage and strengthen his marriage his relationship with his wife, that he would bless him as a father, his role as a dad for his boys, and that he would just give you strength. So I've been praying for you, brother. If you're listening today, know that I'm praying for you. And and again, if you're listening today and you want you want prayer, you need prayer, I want to be here for you. You can send me an email at uh, sandingonthefrontline at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Let me know what you're in need of. I'll pray for you. I promise you I'll be praying for you, lifting your needs up to God, believing with you. Amen. And uh, you can also find me on Facebook or Twitter at The Frontline Man. Uh, just type in The Frontline Podcast and you'll find that there as well. So I uh, just want you to know that we got to keep praying for each other and uh, to encourage each other to keep running that race uh, that God has set before each one of us. There is something in the city of Boston in the United States of America. There's something called that many people know I'm sure is called the Boston Marathon. It's a annual race um, that they've been having for many, many years. And uh, there's, uh, there's, this partic- there's a few hills throughout this course. It's, it's many, many miles long. I don't know exactly how long this race is, but I know it's many, many miles. It's a long, long race. It takes a long time to finish. And many racers are running this race. And there's a particular hill that has been named Heartbreak Hill. 
and this is about a half mile uh, incline. It, it's from what I understand, it's the fourth and the last hill in this race, and it's known where a lot of racers they're so tired. Think about it, running 20 miles, and now you're faced with this hill. And it's like, man, I got to give it everything I got here if I'm going to make this hill. And a lot of people give into this. They can't go any further. And so it's been called Heartbreak Hill because a lot of hearts of these racers have been broken because they just can't go on any further. And I just want to talk to you today on today's episode um, just about feeling worn out. Can you relate with that? Do you ever just feel worn out? I'm sure if, if I, I know, in fact, if I ran 20 miles, if I ran one mile, man, I would be worn out. And so I can relate with these, these racers in the, in the Boston Marathon after running so long and so far and just sweating and your heart's pounding and you're just, you're just enduring this race and now you're up against another hill. And, and that can seem heartbreaking, even as a picture in life. It's just times where it's like, God, how can I keep going on? And you can just feel exhausted and tired and just worn out. But I want to encourage you from Isaiah 40, verse 29, that the Bible says, He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youth will become weak and tired and young men will fail in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. So there's another verse about running. We got to run. Don't grow weary. If you're feeling worn out, keep running that race with endurance that God has given to you. And he will give you all the power that you need. He gives strength to the weak and power to the powerless. That's what he promised in his word. So I want to ask you a question today. Are you feeling worn out? And if I'm honest with you, there are times where I feel worn out. I feel so tired and so exhausted physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally. Can you relate with me, gentlemen? And maybe even now in this season that we've all been through this last year with COVID-19, maybe your wife is also feeling worn. Maybe your kids are feeling worn. You see that they're starting to feel just tired of this season. It's hard. You know, we're not in school regularly. Everything's just up side down and everything's just different can't see my friends we can't go out very much many places it maybe your family is feeling worn as well and then you find you as the head of your home the leader in your family you feel the responsibility that you're the to be the one to encourage your wife and your kids to be that strength to them because they're being feeling worn out but yet you say how do i encourage and strengthen my wife and kids when i'm feeling worn out but that's where we as men, as leaders, we got to look to God to give us power when we're feeling weak. Amen. Because our wives and our kids need it if they're also feeling worn out. But oftentimes life can cause us just to feel worn out. We can feel weary from the fight. And maybe you can relate with that. Maybe you're exhausted. Maybe you understand what it's like trying your best to prioritize things in your life of what matters. That's hard. It's hard to juggle everything. Here you are <clears throat> going to work. You got to juggle your job while maintaining a, a good relationship with your wife and your marriage, having time with her and, and maintaining that as a priority. And also while training your kids and raising your kids up to serve God and to, to be good people that are God honoring people. 
all, all at the same time, you're trying to fulfill all the other responsibilities that life can bring. This can be challenging. And then on top of everything as the main priority, after taking care of your job, your marriage, your kids' responsibilities, the thing that we know as men, godly men, that needs to come first is our relationship with God. Making sure that we have relationship, that we're, we're spending time with God, growing in his word, having time of prayer with God. And all of this can absolutely be so exhausting at times. And maybe like me, there's times that you want to pray a prayer like David prayed in Psalm 55 or 6 and 7. Listen to what he says. He says, Oh, that I had wings like a dove. I would fly away and rest. I would fly far away to the quiet of the wilderness. Amen. There's times you're just like, man, if I could just get out of this craziness and just fly up into the wilderness and find some quiet. Amen. It's true. We all feel like that sometimes. Does it feel sometimes like the battle is just constant in your life? And just when you get through one battle, you know, you wake up the next morning and then there's another battle right at your doorstep, right up in your face. Maybe the enemy, Satan, he's trying to irritate you even with things like your children. Maybe you're trying to teach your kids and, and, and train them and raise them up to, you know, serve the Lord and to respect people and their elders and all that. You're just raising your kids. And maybe the enemy is trying to irritate you from your with your own kids. You know, on a weekend, they're just acting up. They're not listening. They're just in one of those moods where they're just being difficult. And you just feel your blood starting to, to boil and you can feel that you're just wanting to get mad at your kids and it's hard maybe the enemy tries to bring stupid arguments up between you and your wife small you know innocent things that blow up into some massive argument you know satan wants to try to divide marriages and come in and he knows he's sneaky he just likes to creep in you know into relationships marriages and relationships within families he's trying to wear us down He'll try to wear us down with lies, you know, who we are, who we are in Christ, who we are as men. Where do we find our, our identity? Maybe you're struggling with who you, you think you are or, or how God's made you. And the enemy's just lying to you saying, you're, you're useless. Who do you think you are? Look at you. You're a nobody. What are you doing with your life? Look at the job you're working. Look at you. You wanted to, to do this career path and that thing shut down in, in failure. And now you're working a, a lame job that you can't stand. Whatever it might be. Satan knows how to how to poke at you and, and, and irritate you and lie to you. And, and he's doing all of this just to wear you down. Maybe Satan, he's, you're finding he's just trying to uh, bring accusations towards you. You're a failure. He likes to bring up all your past sins. You know, you're a weak Christian. You call yourself a follower of Jesus. You know, look at you. You don't you don't know very many Bible verses. You know, you, you only prayed for a few minutes this week. Who do you think you are? Look how look how spiritual you are. You know, you're pathetic. And he and he tries to weigh these lies and these crazy thoughts down in forms of accusations. Maybe you're battling sin right now. Maybe you're battling like crazy temptations of your flesh. Things that you just thought maybe were dealt with in your past already. And you just feel these, these, these temptations of sin just creeping back into your mind and into your life. Maybe you're battling against anxiety or depression or fear. Satan's just having a heyday in your mind. And you wake up feeling nervous and fearful about you just have thoughts like maybe something horrible is going to happen today. I don't know. Maybe you're battling against that. Maybe you're battling condemnation that Satan's just putting on you. The Bible says there's no condemnation to those people who are, are in Christ Jesus. That's Romans 
But Satan loves to accuse us and remind us of our failures and our past. He loves to come and try to trip you up. As you're running the race, Satan wants to trip you up, gentlemen. He's the accuser. The Bible says in Revelation 12.10 that Satan is called the accuser of Christians or the brothers. He's the accuser. That's what he does. John 8 tells us that Satan is the father of all lies. And all of these scenarios here that we just talked about, you know, even within our family, your own, you know, these, these battles that Satan tries to put on you and, and, and to wear you down, these, these everyday life situations and these temptations and just the, the battle, the day in, day out struggle, all of this is he, he's trying to wear you down. This is part of the spiritual battle that we as Christian men are in. And it can be exhausting. It can be absolutely exhausting. Listen to Psalm 27 verse 11 to 14. This is David again. David says, Teach me how to live, O Lord. Lead me along the right path for my enemies are waiting for me. Can you relate with that? He's like, my enemies are waiting for me. You're just living your life and suddenly you're face to face, which is one of these enemies trying to wear at you and weigh you down. And he says, don't let me fall into their hands for they accuse me of things I've never done. With every breath, they threaten me with violence. Yet I am confident I will see the Lord's goodness while I'm here in the land of the living. Wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. Another version of Psalm 27 verse 11 says, I would have lost heart unless I believed I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Do you ever feel like losing heart? Do you ever feel like, man, I can't go on? Like at the bottom of Heartbreak Hill. You just, I feel exhausted, Lord. I can't go on. I feel like I'm going to lose heart. But then you find something. The Holy Spirit just ignites a little bit of faith within you. You read a Bible verse that just encourages you. You get a text message from a friend that just encourages you. You, you maybe hear a sermon or a podcast that just encourages you. And you just feel like, no, I'm not going to lose heart because I believe in God. I'm going to see the goodness of God come to pass in my life. No matter how worn out I feel, I'm going to keep running the race amen because the reality is gentlemen listen we are soldiers and we are fighting in God's army and that sounds kind of a little bit cliche and even maybe a little bit cheesy but it's true we are soldiers fighting in the army of God we are doing warfare for God amen and Paul was aware of this, and Paul encouraged young Timothy in the Bible. We read a verse in 2 Timothy chapter 2. Paul speaking to Timothy. He says, You, therefore, must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the things of this life that he might please the one who enlisted him as a soldier. God has entrusted you. God has enlisted you and me as soldiers in his army. That's a high calling, gentlemen. You need to know that. It doesn't matter how many failures you've done even this past week. Maybe you're at a low point in your life right now. If your faith is in Christ, if you are a Christian, if you are serving God, you need to know that you are still a soldier in the army of God. You might, have, you might feel like you've fallen too many times. You might feel defeated. But your feelings don't speak truth. God's word is truth. And he calls you a soldier of Jesus Christ. And Paul told Timothy, who was also a man, God is speaking through the Spirit, through this passage here, to men. He's saying you must endure hardship as good soldiers, running the race, amen, fighting the good fight, enduring. 
these things. While we feel worn out, we still run. We keep fighting. No matter how weary and worn out and exhausted we might feel because we are soldiers. But the truth is, even soldiers, gentlemen, we get worn out. Even soldiers in battle, they get worn out. They need times of rest. You and I need to find times of rest where we can renew ourselves spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally. Make sure you are finding rest because soldiers get worn out. Now, why is it? Why is it as Christians, you would think, you know, oh, but aren't you a follower of Christ? You know, if you're if you're fighting in God's, God's army, you know, don't you have the victory in all things? The Bible says, you know, why are you feeling worn out? Why are you feeling discouraged? You shouldn't be. Come on, get more faith. Come on, you know, pull your boot, your bootstraps up. Get it together. You know, you shouldn't be feeling worn out as a Christian, as a Christian soldier. Come on. You know, you just need to ignore those things types of comments, those types of thoughts. Amen. Because the reality is you and I are just men. We're just men. We're human beings and men get tired. Christian or not, we get tired. Life is tiring and God understands this. So if you're feeling worn out today, gentlemen, God understands it. He knows Be encouraged with Psalm 103, verse 13 to 14. The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. Listen to what it says next. For he knows how weak we are. He remembers that we are only dust. God knows your weaknesses. It says in Hebrews that he's touched by the feelings of our weaknesses. He knows when you cry. <laughs> I'm sorry to say, he sees your tears. You might think nobody knows you're crying, right? You don't want to feel ashamed. Oh, I'm crying. I'm crying tears of, of sorrow and just feeling fearful or stressed out or pressured, whatever, right? Don't be ashamed to cry. God knows your tears. He knows how weak you are. He knows how t- hard and difficult life can get. But he's there to encourage you. God is there with you to say, come on, endure, keep running, endure hardships as a good soldier of mine, he would say. But it says that he's like a father to his children. He's compassionate to his people and he knows how weak we are. So let that give you strength, knowing that God understands how weak we are. Amen. That's awesome. He knows how tiring life can be. He knows it's not easy to be a Christian man in a world that's so full of perversion and just and lust and greed and pride and arrogance and anger and, and violence and, and crime and, and hatred and on and on. God knows it's not easy to be a, a soldier for him a follower of Christ, a man of God. He knows how tiring it can be. He understands that. Listen to this passage from the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 7 to 9. He says, We now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God and not from ourselves. He goes on to say, we are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Amen. 
Paul says, listen, we are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed or confused, but we are not driven to despair, he said. He says, we are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Amen. That that is our testimony as men of God. We might be struggling feeling pressed on every side. We might feel like we're being hunted down by the enemy, knocked down by trials and sin and struggles in the battle. But God says we are not destroyed. We are not driven to despair and we are not abandoned by God. But notice Paul says that we are like fragile clay jars. And that's why he says our great power is from God and not from ourselves. Listen, gentlemen, in our humanity, we are frail like a clay jar. In our humanity, we are imperfect like clay jars. In our humanity, we can very easily become broken like clay jars. But God is there to strengthen us, to rebuild us, to restore us, to renew us, to give us everything that we need. Our power is not from ourselves. Our power is from God. You and I, we don't have strength in our own abilities, in our own education, in our own power. We don't have uh, you know, strength in our own understanding of things. Our strength comes from God. If you are feeling worn out and just absolutely exhausted in your life, know that your strength comes from God. Don't try to work it up in your own ability, gentlemen. You will just become further and further down. You will just be more and more exhausted in your own efforts. Your strength is found in God. You want to run the race? Look to God for your strength. Amen. Keeping our eyes on Jesus, he will give you everything you need. It says in the, in the Bible that apart from Christ, we can't do anything. And it's true. It has to be found in the Lord. This is why in Ephesians 6, Paul says, Finally, my brothers, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. He didn't just say, doesn't just say be strong. You know, come on, get it together, work out, get strong, you know, drink a, a, a milkshake, a, a protein milkshake, pack down some, you know, eggs and, you know, like Rocky, drink the raw eggs. Come on, you got to get strong. Come on, get your act together. No, no. He says, come on, my brothers, be strong in the Lord, in the Lord. That's where our strength is found, not in ourselves. So if you're feeling worn out, gentlemen, from the spiritual battle, If you're feeling worn out from the battle against sin and temptation, if you're feeling worn out from trying to lead your wife and kids to serve the Lord, if life is just weighing down heavy upon you, listen to what Jesus says, Matthew 11, 28. Jesus says, I'm sure you know this. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Isn't that awesome? Jesus says, come to me. If you are carrying heavy burdens, if you are exhausted, if you are worn out, gentlemen, he says, come to me and I'll give you rest. This is something I have to do every single day. I go to Jesus. I look to Jesus. I have nothing apart from Jesus. Whenever I have tried, you know, to to be righteous in my own ability, to serve God in my own strength, to be a husband or a father, you know, to work at my job, to do anything in my own strength, I always see that it comes to a place of weakness. Always. It never works out in my own power, in my own ability. So I have learned in my life as a man, 
I need Jesus. And I'm not ashamed. You should never be ashamed to say, I need Jesus. He wants you to come to him with your burdens. We find comfort in Jesus. We find rest in Jesus. We go to Jesus. We give him all of our anxieties, all of our burdens, all of our fears. We tell him exactly what we're struggling with. We tell him exactly what we're dealing with. We tell him exactly how we feel. Even if we feel like, Lord, can I talk to you this way? Yes, you talk to God that way. He already knows exactly what you're going through. And Jesus will always be there. Listen. Jesus is always faithful. Jesus is your strength. Jesus, the Bible says, he's slow to anger and he's full of compassion. When he looks upon you, gentlemen, he delights in you. He's full of compassion and mercy and grace and he has peace for you. The psalmist says, where do I find my help? In Psalm 121, he says, where do I find my help? Do you ever feel like that? God, I need help. Where am I supposed to find help? People are forsaking me. People are stabbing me, stabbing me in the back. You know, nothing works out in my own ability here. You know, I'm just striving, trying to figure it out. Where do I find help? And he says, my help comes from the Lord. I look up. I look up. My help comes from God, the maker of heaven and earth. Listen, you can find help today, no matter what you're dealing with. No matter what your struggle is today, no matter what is weighing heavy upon you, no matter what is wearing you down, you got to keep running the race that, has, that God has set before you. Don't stop. No matter how worn out you feel, even if you have to go down to a walk, you keep walking forward. Even if you need to put your arm around another brother, you walk forward with your brother. Even if you need a brother to carry you for a few miles, you got to keep moving forward. Be strong in the Lord, gentlemen. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining me on The Frontline. Contact me at standingonthefrontline at gmail.com. Standingonthefrontline at gmail.com. Share this podcast with your family and friends. Look forward to seeing you next time. Until then, keep standing, keep fighting for the glory of God.